Hey, I'm Jeff Cohen. Everything you hear on WNPR, from local news and talk shows to the national programs you love, is made possible because of listener support. You make it happen. You give the radio its signal, the computer its stream, the smartphone its podcast. You make it so we can reach you wherever you are. We love that you listen, but we also need your dollars. Go to WNPR.org and click on Donate in the upper right-hand corner. Thanks for helping out. This is where we live. I'm Lucy Nalbathanchel. What does the future hold for students and staff at Connecticut's 17 state colleges and universities? Now, earlier this month, CSCU President Marco Jakian unveiled a consolidation plan for the state's 12 community colleges and four universities. That's because the system faces a $38 million deficit next year. It's expected to grow in the following years. Ojakian told WMPR earlier this month his plan avoids laying off faculty or shutting down campuses. Instead, it consolidates administrative functions at the colleges and state universities and changes management at the 12 community colleges. And the body that governs the higher ed system, the Board of Regents, agreed with Mr. Ojakian's plan, voting in approval. So what happens next? Today's show, we wanted to hear from you, the students, the staff, the faculty at these colleges and universities, and our other listeners, you can chime in as well, considering Connecticut's ongoing budget issues. Is this consolidation plan the best way forward? If you work or study at the state's colleges and universities, even with this consolidation plan, do you worry there will be future cuts to faculty? or that campuses will close. Join the conversation, 860-275-7266. You can email where we live at wmpr.org. Find us on Facebook and Twitter at where we live. Now, President Ojakin is here in studio with us to take your questions and comments, but I wanted to first turn to education reporter at the Hartford Current, Kathleen Megan. Thanks so much for coming on the show today. Nice to be here, Lucy. Yeah, you're a longtime education reporter. You've been covering this since uh, President Ojakian uh, released the plan uh, to faculty, and then it was uh, voted on by the Board of Regents. But there's a development in the story. It has to do with staff at Central Connecticut Com- Community College, tell our community state, state university rather. Tell us about that. Yes, um, the faculty senate um, at uh, Con- Central Connecticut State University um, are very, uh, t- very opposed to the to the plan that President Ojakian is pursuing, and they're planning to take a, a vote of no confidence in the regents and in President Ojekian on Monday um, because they have a lot of concerns about the plan. They feel like it was developed with a uh, lack of consultation with the faculty. They don't like certain aspects of the plan, which call for centralizing administrative services, uh, like things like purchasing or financial aid or human resources, um, which President Ojekian is proposing to achieve some economy of scale, but the professors feel that there could be um, some loss of services for students on campus and uh, professors, some loss of quality on campus with that sort of thing. They're also very concerned about the proposal to consolidate leadership in community colleges and have sort of one central centralized management um, office, perhaps, for the community colleges. They feel that um, that could cause a lot of problems with accreditation and other issues on community college campuses. So they've decided to take this vote on Monday. President Ojakian, how do you respond to these concerns, especially this upcoming vote on Monday from faculty, where they're not only saying that they want to, they're voting on no confidence in you and the Board of Regents, uh, but they're even saying they don't even want to participate in the process to implement this plan? Well, first of all, thank you for having uh, me on this morning. Um, And I've been watching these developments um, very closely. I have been out 
since we announced um, the strategies, and let me be very clear, this isn't a plan. There's two strategies that I propose that the Board of Regents has endorsed. The plan will come as part of a planning process that we're hoping to have participation from all stakeholders on campuses. This is something, Lucy, I've been talking about for at least a year. We put the work groups together, uh, made up of faculties and staff at all of the institutions to try to see if we could achieve those administrative economies of scale. Um, and people worked very hard on those. Uh, the work, the product that came out of those was a uh, was very good, but it only saved five million dollars over two years. We have a much bigger problem. I've been out at town halls every single day. As a matter of fact, I was supposed to be in Danbury this morning, um, but had a flat tire, so that's um, how you got stuck with me um, here. I'm hearing from a lot of folks on campus that they want to be part of this process. We rolled out the two strategies with a focus on teaching, on learning, and preserving and enhancing student services. So faculty is not impacted, academic programs are not impacted by these two strategies. Now, I have a list um, four pages long of people who want to participate um, at the campus level. So I am ready, willing, and able to include whoever wants to be part of the process to develop the, the final plan uh, to be on those teams. Um, I can't speak to why individual groups are going to do what individual groups are going to do. Um, I would just point out that we have a very serious financial problem in our system, very serious financial problem in our state, and unless we take some corrective action to eliminate our structural deficit, we're going to continue to impact the services and the education we provide to our students. When you say there are problems, not enough revenue, not enough people enrolled in the state colleges and university system? That's correct. Enrollment, enrollment has, um, has declined, um, which means that tuition revenue is down. We have to always consider tuition as part of the equation. Um, but as I travel to all these schools, students constantly look at me and say, why are you raising our tuition? Isn't there some other way that you could achieve cost savings so it wouldn't be put on our back? Um, that's why I've uh, titled uh, this initiative uh, Students First, because I really believe um, that everybody needs to refocus their, their attention on what is in the best interest of our, of our students. I'm trying to do the most responsible thing possible to achieve savings over a two-year period. Um, we, we should add, though, and Kathleen Megan again is here, the education reporter for the Hartford Current. The Board of Regents didn't just approve the strategy that President Ojekian put in place earlier this month, but also there are going to be tuition hikes. That's right. They are um, they're increasing tuition. Um, they, they, they approved a two-year plan to increase tuition 4% uh, in each of the next two years for state university students and 2.5% in each of the next two years for community college students, um, which I know, as President Ojekian is explaining, and with their deficit situation for next year, um, they felt that they, they couldn't ignore tuition as they try to figure out how to close the budget gap. Um, and I, I mean, part of the issue, too, is, of course, that enrollment has dropped, dropped 12% over the last 10 years. 
um, and and state funding has gone down. So I think they're in a situation where they feel like they need to look at a lot of uh, ways to raise revenue. And if I could just just comment quickly, mm -hmm. the the percentage of state support has declined, and especially in our community colleges where right now um, they have six, sixty percent of their funding comes from the state. And as that continues to drop, that means that they are in a much more difficult financial position than ever. So you have options you need to consider. Closing campuses is an option that people have proposed. I do not want to close campuses. I don't think that's in the best interest of students that already have a difficult time getting to school. Well, I wanted to bring in a faculty voice now. On the phone is Stephen Adair, professor of sociology at Central Connecticut State University, also vice chair of the faculty advisory committee to the Board of Regents for Higher Ed. Stephen, welcome to the show. Good morning. Now, if, unless I misunderstood President Jakey, he said that this strategy he's come up with should not come as a surprise to faculty. What is your reaction to this uh, consolidation strategy that he has brought up? Well, we certainly knew that there was some kind of plan that was going to come forward. And at the March Board of Regents meeting, there was certainly all of the indications that something kind of big was going to be coming in in April, though we had no understanding of any specifics at all other than other than that. Um, and it was two days before the Board of Regents, maybe three, um, before the Board of Regents meeting on, on April 6th that we had any details at all. The only details really that we had was a, um, a PowerPoint presentation. Um, and it simply announced the goals. It didn't specify anything in terms of what that process would be. So, um, yeah, the particular goals that are part of the, the strategies were um, new to us and, and surprising. So what are your main concerns beyond um, there not being details, as you say? Um, it looks like the community college system will is get, definitely getting more of a brunt of these, these changes um, with possible reduced management or um, whether there will be regional managers, uh, per se, versus uh, each president for 12 community colleges. But as a faculty mem member at Central Connecticut, uh, Pre President Ajakian says he's not looking to cut faculty. So what are your main concerns? Yeah, do we re recognize and appreciate the efforts to maintain faculty lines, but the overall plan is really one of, of administrative consolidation. Um, it really goes from a kind of federal system where each institution controls its own vital functions to a centrally controlled one, where virtually all administrative functions that provide the basis for revenues and finance and financial aid and personnel will all be controlled inside of a, a central bureaucracy. So I think faculty here are concerned about their ability to be able to have create innovation on our campuses, um, create new programs and, you know, do our own kinds of assessments for how we can improve our institutions. This isn't the first time there has been a big change within state higher ed. In 2011, the system was merged. Um, Stephen, I, you were also a professor back then. And what, were, what was promised then when that consolidate or the merger happened um, in terms of cost savings, in terms of how the system works that you felt has not been met? Well, I mean, that, that, um, it, I suppose there were a lot of intentions at work in the consolidation in 2011, and there may have been very modest savings um, in the consolidations of the central administrations of the two systems. 
Um, this particular change, I think, is much larger in terms of the impact and the consequences um, that are being proposed, and yet it has been done with, with virtually no public input, um, really no opportunity for anybody to provide a voice and raise questions, as even to this day we have no understanding of what the details are. The, the plan costs um, presumably will save $41 million dollars. Um, that's obviously going to involve significant reductions in the numbers of employees. We don't know who those employees will be, how the jobs that they did before will be accommodated, or um, what kinds of changes in those services will take place. So um, I think the concern that's being expressed in the faculty senate is to try to slow this down a little bit because everything is coming at 100 miles an hour, and every day we seem to learn new details about presumably what the plan entails. President Ojek, can, can you respond again, uh, this, this strategy that you came up with, sure. uh, the Board of Regents voted on it soon after it was uh, announced to um, the university and college system. Do you feel like you've moved too fast? I, I don't feel like we've moved too fast at all. Um, first of all, I don't think we have the luxury um, of, of not moving um, in, an, in an expedient way because every every month that goes by, especially when a new fiscal year is approaching, the deficit gets worse and gets worse and gets worse. So I think we all need to collectively understand the seriousness of the fiscal issues that we're facing. Um, I've had over the past year many conversations with many groups about the need to consolidate or integrate administrative functions so we don't have to make cuts in faculty. We don't have to affect student services. And so this is not an attempt to um, remove the autonomy of institutions, but isn't there a way that we can look at achieving an economy of scale or using the state's bulk purchasing power, the system's bulk purchasing power, for example, to save money? Um, the fact that each institution purchases their goods and services separately should be examined. So this was intended to start the discussion, to set savings targets, to invite everybody to the table to figure out how that plan would look mm -hmm. in the end. And so I am inviting everybody who wants to participate um, to participate. If I had wanted to develop a plan and submit a plan, I would have done that. But I thought it was important to set out a direction set out a savings target I thought was a responsible savings target um, to try to avoid layoffs. Um, as you may have just seen, the administration has notified the executive branch agencies that they're preparing layoff notices. I am not. So we can have a conversation about how we get to the goal, but un until we realize that we have to do something to trim our costs, we're never going to be in a, in a position to continue to serve students in the way that they deserve to be served. You bring up the administration. Uh, Governor Malloy is negotiating with unions right now for Correct. certain concessions. If those concessions are not met, we're talking millions of dollars. Right now, you're not bringing up layoffs or closing campuses, but that's still a possibility down the road. I have been nothing but honest to everybody that I have spoken to town halls, faculty advisory meetings, 
I've met with faculty senate leaders. I've met with union leaders. I meet with people all the time. And what I say to them is my preference is not to lay people off. I want to just bring up something very quickly. We're getting a tweet from a listener uh, when you're talking about no student impact. Um, if you're consolidating administrative functions, you mentioned purchasing. What about HR? What about financial aid? Um, where students need that information. We know it's complicated. If they're in Naugatuck and maybe the regional office is way over in Central and they can't get there, how, me, do you, how do you help these students me, get the information? Let me dispel the misinformation that we're looking to remove functions from campuses. We are not. We are looking to find a better way of supplying that function across 17 institutions. So let's talk about, and as a matter of fact, in my strategy, my system office shrinks by 13%. So people are not going to be moving into Hartford um, to come work for me. My office is also going to be leaner. But let's talk about financial aid for a minute and financial aid processing. Quickly. We have to take a break. Quickly. Okay. Is, is I want to find a way that we can integrate the processing of applications so that the resources that are on the campuses can better serve the students directly. They're not typing information into a database. They're actually interacting with students. This is where we live. I'm Lucy Nalpathanchel. That's President Marco Jakian. He leads the Connecticut State Colleges and Universities. We're talking about changes within the state higher education system. I want to thank Stephen Adair. He teaches at Central Connecticut State University, also faculty advisory committee member to the Board of Regents. We want to hear from the community. If you work at one of the state colleges and universities, if you're a student, what do you think will happen in the next uh, months uh, with looking at the consolidation of uh, operations at the state higher education system, uh, possible management changes. The number 860-275-7266. We'll be back after the break. This is where we live. I'm Lucy Nalpathanchel. Today we're focusing on changes at Connecticut's community colleges and state universities to deal with a $38 million deficit next year, even more years later. The Board of Regents for Higher Education has approved a consolidation plan put forth by Marco Jakian, the president of the state's higher ed system. He's in studio with us, as well as education reporter for the Hartford Current, Kathleen Megan. Uh, the plan to consolidate management at the 12 community colleges and streamlining administrative functions at the colleges and four state universities is not sitting well with all faculty and staff. Today we want to hear from you. Do you work or study at Connecticut Community Colleges and Universities? Do you support this plan? Will the projected savings be enough to avoid future cuts to faculty or closing campuses in the future? Join the conversation, 860-275-7266. Find us on Facebook and Twitter at Where We Live. Um, also joining the conversation right now on the phone is Del Cummings, chemistry professor at Naugatuck Valley Community College. He's a member of the Faculty Advisory Committee to the Board of Regents. Del, welcome to the show. Thanks, Lucy. I'm, I'm glad I can join you. So from the community college perspective, tell us about your reaction to the consolidation um, of administrative functions, looking at changing uh, management of the 12 community colleges. Yeah, it, it's kind of a parallel situation uh, that even your radio station is experiencing. I mean, in the previous hour, Colin McEnroe was saying that, hey, we want to continue local programming, but it costs money, and, and obviously, you know, that's that's what you need to do to survive. Well, the community colleges are pri have always prided themselves on in, in the equivalent local programming, and, you know, some of the push is, is to uh, maybe lose some of that. I mean, if we're if we're going to let's say that the radio station is judged by how many dollars it costs for a minute of airtime, 
uh, you know, it's going to be tough for you guys to compete with local programming. We see the same potential problem. In other words, if if we're going to be judged solely on the dollars per student it costs for us to educate them, uh, you know, local quality education doesn't have a chance against, uh, you know, some centralized uh, method of delivery that, that loses that local element. And, Dell, what are you hearing from students? I think the students uh, right now, uh, you know, these these students are, are struggling, and, and, you know, they're worried about, you know, <laughs> you're surviving they're worried about paying their bills they're worried about coming to class uh you know it's it's they're close to the edge and and they're a very vulnerable population uh unfortunately they don't many of them don't have the time to examine some of these bigger picture issues they're they're close to the edge and how would you say the community college system is doing in terms of meeting a student's expectations helping them get to graduate to get that job well, it's a mix. Uh, certainly, we do a good job in some areas. Certainly, there's there's room for improvement in others. Uh, I'm hoping that some of the students call in and, and give you their perspective. Uh, but your job is never done. You always can do better, and so that's what you know. Most of us as faculty, we keep trying. President Jakey, and you know, you've gone around gone around the, the media circuit when the strategy came up before the Board of Regents voted to ex- also to explain, um, you know, why you feel like these changes need to happen. But when we look at the performance of community colleges and the outcomes for the students, where else can the system improve? Well, I think I think what we're trying to have a discussion about is when you have financial troubles and i understand that you know the dollar shouldn't drive everything but in the end you need to pay your bills and um when you look at the dwindling state support for public higher education and especially for community colleges which i believe are kind of the backbone of public higher education in our state we need to try to find a different way Um, of managing that operation so that it doesn't impact students, so that there's more student advisors on campuses, so that there's more student financial aid advisors on those those campuses. So when you look at the options, um, one of the options, and I've heard this up at the General Assembly as well, is to close campuses. Now, I happen to believe that the student population that the community colleges serve, and they serve them well, Um, are the most vulnerable. These are students, uh, single parents. These are students who have no transportation, who maybe take three buses to get to school, um, then have to go to work. Um, These are, these are, this is Connecticut. These are Connecticut's working families. And so if we close a campus, as some have suggested I consider, then what do you do with that student population? They don't have an opportunity then to go to school. So the disenfranchised become the forgotten. And that's not what I'm going to do. I listen and talk to students all of the time. And they are looking for my help in trying to find a way that they can stay on their campus and continue to get the, the great quality education and the great faculty. Faculty do a great job on our community college campuses. I want to take a quick call before break. Uh, Wayne from Manchester's on the line. Wayne, go ahead. Yes, um, hello. Um, this is uh, Wayne Bach. I'm a professor of business at uh, Eastern Connecticut State University. And um, as a professor of business, my experience has been both personally and in research that consolidations and centralizations of functions 
almost always overpromise and underdeliver. And when I look at the strategy that Mr. Ogakian has laid out uh, for I think about $41 million in targeted savings, I see no data and no analysis that backs up those as those targets as realistic. All right, Wayne, I'm going to have simply back of the envelope guesses. Good question and comment. Uh, President Ojekin, can you address Wayne's concern? We've heard this from others that um, projected savings by consolidating is Where's the, the, the hard proof that this could happen? Well, first of all, we, we didn't um, arrive at these savings targets by, you know, back of the envelope or cocktail, you know, napkin um, analysis. Um, we have a very uh, bright and um, hardworking uh, financial area led by my CFO who came up with these estimates based on what we thought we could achieve in, in terms of, for example, bulk purchasing power of our of our uh, purchasing components and other ways to achieve those savings. Now, now they're targets and they're strategies. And what I'm looking for are people who want to be part of the solution to help develop the final plan. Now, this is a two-year process, two-year implementation with savings targets set for the end of the second year with the financial model being one that says in year three, fiscal, tw- fiscal 2020, for once we will have more revenue than expenditures. So we can put money back into the campuses for more full-time tenure track faculty, more student support services, and how about for once having a discussion about not raising tuition at all? I don't have all the answers. I don't pretend to have all the answers, which is why I'm looking for people to participate on these teams. We're getting a tweet from a listener, Chad, who writes, there are many student workers. If services where they work get consolidated off their campus, this will directly affect students. Absolutely not. We are not moving people from the campus to Hartford. All of the services, all of the functions will remain on those campuses. Student workers will not be impacted by this at all. Del Cummings, I wanted to go back to you again, Naugatuck Valley chemistry professor, faculty advisor to the Board of Regents for Higher Education. What do you see as a better way forward? Well, I think, you know, uh, I've come from the private sector as well, and there's been situations where, you know, uh, cutbacks were required. And I guess when there's a, a void that's created in management, you can go one of two ways. You can either have those decisions now be made by higher-up folks or have those decisions made by lower folks. And I guess I'm kind of waiting to see which way we go. Um, if, if you empower the people on the front lines and have them make more of the decisions, you spend less time in, in meetings and you're better to address problems quicker and more efficiently. So. I'm, you know, I'm, I'm waiting with bated breath to see where these these decisions will eventually made, be made, you know, a couple of years from now. And, Del, we're going to have to hit break. We want to thank you again from Naugatuck Valley Community College. This is where we live. I'm Lucy Nalpathanchel. President Marco Jakian from the Connecticut State College of the University System is here. We're talking about changes in the higher ed system. Uh, we're going to take more of your calls after the break, but it's also WMPR's Spring Pledge Drive. If you appreciate these kinds of conversations, support WMPR and where we live. Here's how. 
This is where we live. I'm Lucy Nalbethanchel. Today we've been talking about how the state higher ed system hopes to save millions by consolidating administrative functions at state colleges and universities, even reducing management at the 12 community colleges. But what do students think? Joining the conversation now is Holly Palmer, chair of the Student Advisory Committee. She's a senior at Charter Oak State College, and she sits um, on the Board of Regents as well as a voting member. Holly, welcome to the show. Thank you. It's nice to be here. Tell us about your reaction to President uh, Ojekian's strategy to save money because enrollment is declining, because state aid or state resources to the system has been declining. Is this the best way forward? Um, I think so, yeah. To be honest with you, we've looked at some of the other options. We had um, There were some cuts that took place last year that affected student services. And so really what the students on the SAC said this year is we need our student services to be able to graduate. And I think President Ojekian heard that from us. And so when he put together a plan, he looked to find one that was not going to be as impactful to students. And I feel like that's what this plan brings. Why do you think there is pushback? I think change is hard. I think change is hard all the time and it can be scary. And so the plan as it was laid out before the Board of Regents isn't big on specifics because as President Ojekian has said, we haven't come up with the actual plan yet. This is a strategy. And so I'm looking forward to representing students and being a part of the process to develop the actual plan so that it isn't impactful on students. President Ojekian, I'll go back to you. I had mentioned earlier in the show the consolidate or the merger of the system back in 2011. You were part of that process. Correct. What was the, the goal of doing that? And were there objectives that have not been met, which is why we are here today? Absolutely, Lucy. I, I mean, I think the goal of the, of the merger was to really bring together a most of public higher education um, in Connecticut for the benefit of the students that go to the institutions. To achieve some efficiencies across the system uh, so we could continue to provide more services to students and the same high quality, um, affordable and accessible education that we had, al- had, had always envisioned. And I think what happened is those conversations never took place. I think there were leadership issues in the past Um, that I think detracted from a real conversation around change. Um, And so now we have to have that conversation now. We have to have that conversation now in part because we're facing an extremely difficult financial situation in our system. But even if we had not had the financial issues we are facing now, I think we need to have a conversation about administrative cost versus student services. I want to take some calls now. Jennifer is calling from Middletown. Jennifer, you're on the show. Hey, thanks for having me on. Um, I am a mom of two uh, sons that are currently uh, in or entering the uh, state of Connecticut higher education education system. One is a in the pre-med track at UConn. One is going to Middlesex Community College for poli-sci. Um, trying to sell consolidation of management as in the student's best interest is not going to work because the classes already are so big and it takes so much of an effort to see guidance, people from financial aid, um, even teachers. By consolidating that in one place, it's going to make it even worse and the students are going to have less access to those people. Um, my idea is actually you should be spending more money on your system, um, your education system. People aren't going and they don't want to pay the tuition um, because the quality isn't there, because the classes are too big. If you spent more money and had a more marketable product, you would get more money from tuition because then people wouldn't look for private options versus the public options. So don't cut it. You don't get a better product by cutting it. 
you get a better product by investing in it. Thank you, Jennifer, for your call. President Jakey, you want to respond quickly? Uh, so, so, Jennifer, I, I couldn't agree with you more that we need to invest more into, into our system. And I would highly recommend that you talk to your um, your state representatives or your state senator because they are the ones that um, ultimately approve a budget that gives us money to spend. So they are the ones that cut the budget. And then I basically have to play the hand that I am dealt. And I think what this plan, these strategies are trying to do is exactly get to your point. We have too many classes that are crowded. We have not enough financial aid individuals on campuses. We have, as a matter of fact, the ratio of academic advisors to students system-wide is one academic advisor per 849 students. So by taking a look at the administration and consolidating the management structure, the hope, the, the desire is to put more money back into full-time faculty to reduce the class sizes and to provide more services like the ones you're talking about. I couldn't agree with you more. We have another student on the line. This is Mackenzie Moschella, a student at Naugatuck Valley Community College. Mackenzie, thanks for calling in. Thank you so much for having me. I'm not sure if you heard that parent who just called in, but she's talking about the quality of education, uh, the fact that classes are overcrowded, tuition continues to go up. Are you getting, uh, are you getting the return for what you've invested in the system? As a student, um, I, def- I definitely have. As a student at Naugatuck, um, you know, I've experienced my experience has been nothing short of amazing and personal, especially with the um, administration and faculty. So, what what worries you about the strategy that's been put in place, or I'm well, sorry, that not- has been announced, and now they're working on implementation? I guess my concern would be with a more centralized administration that you know that amazing and personal experience that I've had with the dean of students, the registrar, the advisors. Um, which for me was really new and refreshing that, um, you know, students might not in the future get that same experience. And what about uh, the idea there that the tuition is going up? Yeah, that's, that's definitely a concern for me, um, especially as I'm looking to go from Naugatuck to Southern. And I've already spent a fortune on a private education that I'm no longer using. Uh, so I was really looking forward to having a less expensive education. I wanted to go back to President Ojekian now. Again, he leads the college and university system in the state of Connecticut. Um, she was just mentioning that she hopes to graduate, move on to Southern. Right. Is, is that happening enough? I mean, we're looking at, um, save, again, you're looking at saving money to keep the system moving forward. Uh, but I'm just curious, again, I asked us earlier about outcomes. Are we getting the, the necessary and the important outcomes of students graduating, getting the higher degree, and then getting jobs? You know, Lucy, we're, we're getting the outcomes, but we need to improve those outcomes. Um, we need to improve our retention rates. We need to improve our graduation rates. One of the amazing things that shows the success a system can have when people work together is our transfer and articulation pathway program. We're now in 25 or 26 major areas of study. A student can transfer seamlessly from a community college to a four-year university. This is an amazing opportunity for our students. It not only provides them with the, with the easiest access to a four-year degree, but also the most affordable because they end up saving, I think, like $13,000 by going in this direction. And I think I appreciate um, the caller's point um, 100 percent. 
Um, what we're trying to do, she talked about advisors. She talked about registrars. She talks about people she interacts with all the time. Sometimes there are not enough people to do that. And I'm looking at a plan that over time will allow us to put more resources into the services that she has expected um, and deserves. Um, Kathleen Megan is here, the education reporter for the Hartford Current. I keep bringing up tuition. Give us an idea. How much does it cost to go to a community college versus a state school? A community college versus a state university, you mean? Yes. Uh, so a community college, actually, you may actually know the actual figures, Mark. It's something like $10,000 or so um, in tuition for the state universities. The and state like universities is, four, is about, like about 10000 about 4000 Yeah. Uh, some for, for the community college yeah. and it's students. Going up, it's going up $403 per year for the state university students, up $104 per year for the community college students, plus this um, – fee for certain courses that's going to be an imposed Correct. $100 you know, for and the, art class. The interesting thing about that, too, and, and I think I mentioned this during the break, um, is that when I made a decision to propose less of an increase than had been previously proposed in the past few years, um, there were many administrators on campuses that were upset with me because that meant less revenue, right? And when you're running, an or, when you're running, a, biz, when you're running a campus, it's about revenue and expenditures, as well as a high-quality education. Can I just add yes. one little thing that I, I think some I've heard from community college people is they're concerned that the plan unfairly impacts uh, community colleges because this huge amount, $28 million, is being cut from community college budgets, while $13 million is cut is, is being cut across all the campuses. And they, they fear that community colleges attract poorer students, more, minor, more minority students percentage-wise, and that... This, that they're unfairly shouldering the burden here. Well, I mean, to, you know, to respond to that, I think what, the, what I mentioned earlier is that 60% of the funding for community colleges comes from state support. And as that continues to go down, the community colleges find themselves in a, in a more precarious financial situation. Um, we, have, we have campuses that do very well, and we have campuses that have had to dip into their reserves because their expenditures have exceeded the amount of money that they're able to bring in. And so we need to be very careful about how we move forward so that all the students can continue to go to those institutions. Um, closing libraries during the weekend or at night or closing a campus on the weekend, I mean, how is that helpful to students who want to succeed, especially our most disadvantaged students. I want to take some more calls now before we head to break. Elizabeth's calling from Mansfield. Elizabeth, you're on the show. Um, good morning. Uh, to me, the community colleges are very, very important to the young people in this state. They're extremely important. To me, Mr. Ojakian has presented a very sensible strategy which faculty and employees should support, at least until they know what it's all about. When I hear the faculty saying, we don't know what's in it, we don't know anything about it, well, it is a strategy. I think it has been presented very sensibly. And when I listen to the faculty comments you've had, it sounds to me like typical public employee union whining. I say support the strategy. We need the community colleges. But Thank you very much, Elizabeth, and we're almost out of time, but I wanted to go back to Holly Palmer. Mm -hmm. She's in studio with us as well. Um, she's a senior at Charter Oak State College. Uh, is, was also part of the system, but that's not impacted at all. 
by this uh, well the, the consolidation of things like IT and HR is going to impact everybody so um, so yes it is it is going to be impacted so um, as a student are you concerned that there's also this other this other element which is the budget negotiations happening between the legislature and the governor and the unions and what is it going to mean I mean this is all this all sounds great when President Jakian says he doesn't want to close any campuses right. he doesn't want to cut faculty mm-hmm. and impact student services but there's still a lot of unknowns absolutely and yeah it is a scary time right now to be in the system, which is why I think we need to act now, which is why I think we can't spend two years studying with, you know, a, a giant committee of how we're going to, it just, we need to make changes now or we're not going to have a system left. You know, tuition is going to be so high, people are not going to be able to afford it. So I really, having heard from students, we really want to make sure we don't disproportionately impact the, um, the students who are at, at higher risk, um, which you know, which could happen if we don't all get involved, if we don't all be, remain part of the process. Uh, President Jakian, uh, before we go, I wanted to bring it back because Holly mentioned, you know, we don't have a lot of time to implement these changes. Right. So again, the Board of Regents approved your strategy. You're working on bringing people to the table for, to, to help implement this by July 1. Tell us about that. Well, we've, we've, we've put out um, an invitation um, for people to participate in, in the um, planning teams um, in the functional areas that we've identified. Um, and we hope to have those uh, by May 1st, um, and we will start a planning process. It's, it's, everything is not going to be done by July 1st. We have to start the process, and we have to move sort of aggressively um, to make sure that we can meet the, um, the fiscal needs that we are going to be um, up against. Now, some things are going to be easier because we've done a lot of work as part of our working groups that I started over a year ago with representatives of all the constituencies, and some are going to be more difficult. But we don't have the luxury of waiting, you know, for the summer to end, waiting for the the ter- new term to start. We have to start now. I want to thank President Mark Ojakian. He leads the Connecticut State Colleges and Universities system. Thank you for coming in. It's always a pleasure to be here, but now I have to go fix my flat tire. (laughs) We appreciate your time. Also, for some context, education reporter for the Hartford Current, Kathleen Megan. Thank you, Lucy. And uh, uh, Mackenzie Moschella called in from Naugatuck Valley Community College. Thank you, Mackenzie, for giving us some of your time. And also Holly Palmer, who is a senior at Charter Oak State College. We thank you for coming in as well. Thank you. I'm Lucy Nalpathanchel. This is where we live. If you appreciate these kinds of conversations about what's happening in our state, in our communities, in our neighborhoods, we ask you for your support, too. Here are two of my colleagues to tell you how. And thanks so much to uh, producer Jeff Tyson, Lydia Brown, and technical producer Kion Wolf.